0: You are listening to episode 98 of the Hench and Dad podcast, and on today's episode, I'm going to be covering Ultraman Taiga, which is the seventh of the New Generation Heroes series that I'm going to be covering for the month of June. After my somewhat uh, controversial take on Ultraman Rube, you would think that I would only have positive things to say about any other Ultra series that I watched, or that I would be smart enough to make sure to compliment any other Ultra seasons. Alas, though, that would be incorrect, because I find myself feeling much the same about Ultraman Taiga. Whereas Rube had some positive elements that stood out among the relatively bland nature of the show, in my opinion, of course, I honestly can find very little that I can remember from Taiga. But I'm going to do my best to jog my memory and see what stood out. Hi, I'm Wes. I am uh, the Henshin Dad, and I am talking to you day- today about one of the uh, newest seasons of the new generation hero series and that is Ultraman Taiga as part of my new generation June like series that I'm doing on the podcast I don't think I mentioned that last episode and I apologize but that's what I'm talking about today so Ultraman Taiga if I had to think of some of the more positive aspects of it, I would say that the idea, I mean, coming off of Rube, where you have like two separate Ultraman characters, having three distinct Ultramen sharing a body with the main character was unique. You know, you're going like a, you know, natural progression. What's better than two? Well, three. Three is better. But the fact that all these different Ultramen that were inhabiting this body had individual personalities and backstories and histories and everything that played into their interactions with the main character and everyone else. Well, I thought that was definitely very intriguing. So good on you, Taiga. Good on you. So the three Ultraman that you're looking at are Ultraman Taiga, who is the son of Ultraman Taro. I thought that was great because... Taro is the Ultra that you, you know, you saw him in Ginga, if you hadn't really seen him anything before that, and you saw a little bit of his backstory then. But if you know anything about Taro, you'll know that you actually do get to see, like, while it is kind of out of order, you do get to see, like, what is Taro like as a child? Like, what what was he like in living in the Land of Light and everything? And as he grows up and matures and you, you see his backstory there, it's like oh, okay, you finally see this character becoming, like, a father figure. And he kind of did fulfill that role a little bit in Ginga, but it's really played up even more here because Taiga is his actual child. And so when you, when I saw the promotional movie beforehand with uh, Taro interacting with Taiga and everything and talking about how he needs to become, like, an ultra warrior and everything, but also become, like, a smart ultra warrior, not just, like, a headstrong one, I thought that was definitely a good idea for them to really explore because taiga definitely seems like the the hot-blooded like shonen like main character hero like he does have a personality on his own which you can't really say a whole lot i mean you definitely can't say that for ginga because he's just kind of like super aloof and uh victory is just you know show and everything and x was kind of there and kind of not at times like he didn't interact too much and orb and jeed and rube were just like their own characters not separate entities so the fact that you're going back to like him actually like sharing the body with this main character, main human character, like that. That's good. Like you're actually seeing an interesting dynamic there, especially between his host and everything. And honestly, like this is part of the problem with Taiga. I don't remember the host name whatsoever. Hiroiki, maybe I can't remember. I, I really don't. I, I don't remember. So sorry, I don't remember his name. But yeah, Taiga being the son of Taro was interesting. So there's you know interesting growth from Taro there being a father figure. You also have uh, Ultraman Fuma, which I don't feel like you learn a whole lot about other than that. He's like kind of like that uh the ninja style like Ultraman who uh, can move like the wind and everything. And I think he's also from U50 or whatever part of that area that Orbs from. So that's that's good at least. And then you have uh Ultraman Titus, maybe he's the from U50. I don't know. My my understanding of Ultraman cosmology is Definitely limited at this point, but uh, Titus is obviously like the MVP of the team. He is so cool, and he talks about his ultra muscles all the time, and he's flexing, and he's dodging lasers and all that, and he's just awesome. Like, he's the best character in the show, period. End of discussion. End of discussion. Going along with characters, then, I also want to talk a little bit about Trigger. So Trigger is definitely like an interesting take on the old evil ultra trope that Belial really ran with for... Many years, like many many years, Belial was like the primo evil Ultraman. But Trachear is definitely different in that area. He's not like big brute strength, like I'm just gonna conquer the galaxy through this and everything. He's a little bit more philosophical, a little bit more brainy. He doesn't really like see much of a difference between the good and the evil there, and he's just saying like, you know, like why bother choosing between the two? I'm just gonna do what I want. At least if I understood his philosophy correctly, I think that's what he was going for, and that's why like. His, like, human form had, like, the black and the white, almost, like, weird, like, mime-looking kind of, I, I don't know, it kind of reminded me of, like, pantomime type stuff, but, like, the black and the white, the you, you know those little theater masks that you see where it's, like, the happy mask and the sad mask? That's kind of what his outfit reminded me of, like, you know, a checkerboard or something like that. And I thought that was interesting, like he's really trying to ride that line and he's trying to see how far he can push Taiga into like embracing the darkness so that he can see his point of view and everything. And the fact that he had like this previous like relationship with Taro and they were friends, but uh, Trigir got jealous of him. And, you know, similar to how uh, Belial got jealous uh, of Ken, which you find out in the uh, the absolute conspiracy like web series, you know, especially looking back on that now, it's just like there's a lot of layers to his character that are definitely subtle he's, he's a lot more subtle and he, he, he wants to outsmart people he doesn't want to overpower them, but he wants to outsmart them and he even had like a british accent in the 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 english dub medias that he was in so it's just like hey that kind of works a little bit more like thematically like he's got an evil british accent type thing not that british accents are evil but you know when you're a villain and you have a british accent you're obviously a little bit more cool in that regard but other than that though Like, this might also tie for, like, the shortest episode in the series, but I got nothing. I just, I I honestly cannot think of very much I remember about the show. Like, I barely remember the supporting cast. Like, they just seem so one-dimensional to me. I wouldn't even be able to tell you any of their names. I can't even tell you the name of the main character without looking it up. And I could have looked it up and acted like I knew the whole time, but I, I really don't. He just seems like such a non-entity to me and I I feel bad because the actor did a good job with the role but there's just not a whole lot there I didn't connect with any of them during the show and I think that definitely led to a a period of boredom in between some of like the bigger plot elements because it's kind of kind of like okay this is happening yeah this is happening okay things are happening are taking place but again maybe a rewatch of the show could remedy this greatly I'm really anxiously awaiting when we get like a, a proper Blu-ray release of it along with the movie. But obviously with all the lockdowns that have been happening and all that, like they have not been able to like distribute the movie in any way, shape or form in Japan. So that's probably what's keeping it from coming here at this time, but hopefully we'll see some Taiga soon. Cause I would like to revisit it at some point and, kind of see like where I might be wrong or where I might be misreading stuff. And I really hope that whenever they do release the Blu-ray, that they put the voice dramas on there, because I hear that the voice dramas like really add a lot to the, the ultra characters at least. And that's definitely something I want to know about because I want to know more about Titus. Titus is a cool guy. So anyway, that's my thoughts on Ultraman Taiga. Let me know how terribly wrong I am and I will see you soon for, Episode 100's coming coming up, and I'm going to be tackling Ultraman Z, and we'll have a lot to talk about with Ultraman Z. For sure. Complete. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Hinch and Dad Podcast. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please rate, review, subscribe, whatever it is you do on your podcast platform of choice. I would greatly, greatly appreciate it. If you would like to contact me, you can reach me by email at henshindad at gmail.com, or on Twitter, at Dad. The Dad podcast is proud to be part of the Playwell Network, your source for intentional entertainment. Some of the other podcasts in this network include The Backlog Breakdown, which focuses on playing the best games on your backlog while not breaking the bank account on the new and shiny, The Retro Station, a show devoted to more retro and nerdy topics than you can shake a stick at, and Tales from the Rusty Speeder, an interactive, actual-play Star Wars RPG podcast that seeks to tell an awesome Star Wars story. Once again, thank you for listening, and until next time, cast off.